Welcome to Breakfast for Dinner with Sarah the Human. I'm Sarah the Human, and this is the What Birth Plan episode. I have one of my best, best, best friends on today, Mary Claire, I almost said Barnes, that was her maiden name, Mary Claire Hahn. I've been waiting to release this episode until she had her baby. There's a theme with this season, if you can't tell. We've had two pregnant women so far, and this will be the third. Um, so I interviewed Mary Claire when she was pregnant. She is not pregnant anymore. She had her baby, August Samuel Hahn, which those initials spell Ash. Super cool. And I titled this episode, What Birth Plan? Because it's really funny. Mary Claire and I were talking about how you really just can't plan or can't set expectations for labor and the day that the baby is born because you just never can truly know what exactly is going to happen. And sure enough, Mary Claire ended up having a C-section, which is not what she had in mind, but everything went super, super well. And August is here and I am so excited for her and Micah. When I think of Mary Claire, I think of authentic, cool, and creative, and unique. She's probably one of my most unique friends. And in this episode, she is so transparent. I was listening back to it, and I was kind of in awe of her. I admire her for that so much. I am going to England tomorrow. I cannot wait. It's for my brother-in-law's wedding the Bachelorette is in London the weekend before the wedding, so I'm doing that, and then a few days later, it's the rehearsal dinner, and then it's the wedding, and it's going to be so much fun. I still need to pack. I still need to do like a bajillion things, so I'm a little stressed, but it'll all come together, and when I get back, I will definitely tell you guys about it. Now, without any further ado, Mary Claire. This is Aaron. Hi, buddy. Oh my gosh, he just gave your lab. Yes, he is the sweetest little nugget. Oh, like, look at him. How sweet is he? I want him. I know. Oh, my goodness. Look at his love. He's huge. Since I, he's actually like, he's only 25 pounds. Oh, um, but it's fluff. But it's fluff. Yeah. So when we give him a bath, he looks like a little rat. Like he looks tiny. <laughs> he looks like a different dog. But um, oh, I miss dogs so much. Side note also, I really like that like whiteboard situation going on. We've been writing our show. You know, we've been writing that TV show. And that's like our whiteboard where we kind of come in here oh, and like cool. write the outline and everything, the characters. So we got that just to like brainstorm and help us with our process. It's cute. Have you been doing like any recording of yourselves doing that? So you have some BTS footage. That is so funny you say that because we just had that idea. We were watching, I think we were just watching Inside by Bo Burnham. Do you know that? Did you see that? that? When he came out with it during the COVID or is it different? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a long time ago. It was, this was even a year ago now, but he came out with like outtakes um, it was an hour more of oh. content and it was like his outtakes that didn't make the final cut. And some of them are so good. I'll have to send you some, uh, but um, yeah, we were watching that and we felt inspired to like film ourselves as we're doing the process because that yeah. was so much of what inside was, was kind of just, he filmed the whole thing, the whole process. And it's just so fascinating to see him like 
doing the take a million times and then yes this like is- behind the scenes of people making their tiktoks and stuff it's like so funny to me but. yes exactly yeah and I, there are so many shots of him being like this is fucking stupid you know and like <laughs> that's just how it feels sometimes when you're just like what am I doing and then you can see it all come together at the end but in the middle that's what it feels like a lot <laughs> Yeah, but then when you come become successful and famous, you'll have all these cool behind the scenes. Exactly. We already have our documentary ready to go. Yeah, pretty much like we're already ready. That's what um Billie Eilish and her brother did. Her mom, their mom. Did you ever watch their I did. I did. It's like we gotta record everything because who knows? And she was right. So she was so right. Did you know? So Billy's mom taught uh improv class at Groundlings in oh. LA. And my sister, Jenny and Avery, they took her class. What? Yeah, it was almost seven years ago now, maybe six years. And they took uh, the class from Billy's mom. And they were like, our teacher says that her daughter's about to be super famous. And we were like, okay. And she was like, yeah, her Billie Eilish. And we had kind of her, she had like one song. I think Ocean Eyes maybe was her first. Yeah, I don't know. One song that was famous or whatever. right. Yeah. And we're like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. And then sure enough. That's cool. Oh, Mike is coming down. It's too late. He was bringing me a, a podcast, Mike. Oh, cute. <laughs> That's so sweet. I'm going to have to set it up. At least uh, if you hook it in, it's going to mess it up. Set it up. All right. We're going to have better sound. <laughs> I wonder if there'll be a stark difference or it'll be like shitty audio. And then all of a sudden, wait, I have the same mic. Do you? Is yes. Blue. Yes. Blue. Those are the best mics. I love these mics. Hi, Micah. Hi. <laughs> You're embarrassing me. Okay. I was wondering if you were at work. Do you work remote? Yeah. Yeah. He's fully remote. He's upstairs on the third floor. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> There's right. no door, so it's like whatever. Here, we'll put it right in there. Thank you, baby. So we can't talk about secrets about you, Micah. No. <laughs> yeah get those headphones on <laughs> it's great though I get like a little nervous talking about like when people ask me about like how Mike and I met it's a weird thing because I like love talking about it but I'm also like get a little weird about it I don't know because we also have different point of views <laughs> about the stories really so if I ask Micah how you met he'll tell me something different it more of like the the leading up to now we have to know how did you and Mike meet? <laughs> we met at church, but he was just moving to New York, and like, um, so I'd already been there. I don't know, like th- three years or something, two and a half years. Um, and I was dating David. It was on and off or whatever. And he like met Sam, the worship leader at church, and wanted to. He was like ready to meet a woman. Like he was ready. He's been ready to like have a family, meet, get married, whatever for a long time. And she was the pretty single one besides me, obviously, because I wasn't single, but, um, and then you were off limits. Yes. <laughs> and then David and I broke up like a week before Sam and him started dating. So we always were just like ships in the night. So that's kind of like the main gist of it. But then I would like flirt with, <laughs> flirt with Micah, even though he was dating Sam, terrible. <laughs> and I would, I would like send him like facebook messages oh you went into the dms <laughs> yeah i'd be like you're so good at 
Bible study? Like, oh stuff. my god! Like, You're what is so this? Good like, at Bible study? Like, was I eleven? I think so. With that pickup line, <laughs> I literally like the message was like, "Oh, you know a lot about the Bible," or something like that. Because we sat next, I would sit next to him at like our. We had like a major Bible study. I would sit next to him, and then he, I helped him buy like uh, Christmas presents for Sam and stuff because I knew he didn't have any good taste. Um, so I would like help him and like, I would just like text him like randomly. And then he always, then they like eventually broke up and I was trying to flirt with him and try to like, like text him and like hang out with him. And he claims that he was always trying to get to hang out with me. And I would like blow him off, not in a mean way, but just like always like evade, like evade it. And that is just not true. It's just not true. I don't know. And then then I like, was like, then we were like really like maybe flirting a lot. I would invite him to movies with Curtis and stuff. And um, I think he thought there was going to be something. And then Ellie and Teddy wouldn't let me date him. So I had to just like pretend like it never happened. Why didn't they want you to date him? Because of Sam- because of his ex-girlfriend, she was still at church and oh, she didn't, wow. didn't want it to be drama. I'm like, she's literally seeing someone else. Like, And then yeah. COVID happened and she moved back home. And that's when I struck. Love but, it. I love it. I'm so glad yeah. you dated him. In their defense, there was like five people at the church. So it would have been dramatic. I mean- <laughs> whatever but like I'm just kidding no I am really that's true full support of going after what you want it was just so funny like whenever you told me you went to a small church I was just <laughs> picturing like I don't know 100 people and then when we went it was literally 10 it was 10 people I was like, oh, Our church. <laughs> well it's just sad because it was in like a beautiful giant cathedral yeah. and so it just had room for a lot more. So mm-hmm. I think it maybe felt smaller because we're in a giant space. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I felt like two people probably. Oh, well, I'm so glad you and Micah met and now you're having babies together. This is so wild. I really can't understand and comprehend that I'm at the age where my friends are having children. I mean, a lot of my friends are on their second child or third. Yeah. Even. I don't yeah. understand. I don't either. I do feel like very... Not that I feel youthful in my physical form, but um, I'm like, I'm still 12. Like, how can I do this? (laughs) So how are you feeling? Like, are you nervous? Are you excited? I mean, your baby is coming in just a couple months. Sigh. Yes, it's only 10 weeks. It's like 10, 10 weeks and eight days. I love this question, actually, because I am very confident about the actual raising of a child, which may be too confident because I haven't done it yet. Um, just because of my experience with being a nanny, working at preschools, I worked at Easter Seals for so, um, so many years and babysitting and then having my own nieces and just whatever. Like, I know it's not the same, but I'm not like scared. Yeah. I'm scared of like him dying at night, you know, baby and like SIDS and stuff, which I don't think is as common as like maybe my fears are telling me. Um, but I'm more scared of the actual birth. I just cannot wrap my mind around it and I'll like be laying in bed or something and it will just hit me and I will just freak out. And I'm like, I can't do this. I literally cannot have this child. Like I cannot do it. And then it's like, there's literally no other choice at this point. So it is scary. I mean, especially if you've never done it before, you know, like I think Right. It's so probably so much more of just less of a fear if you've had your first kid and you're doing totally. your second kid and like, you know what to expect, but just really having no idea. Cause it seems like one of those things people can tell you 
anything about it, but like, you just kind of have to experience it. Yeah. Cause it, everyone's has such a different experience. Like some people have a traumatic birth and some people have it so easy. It took like four minutes, like, I don't know. So, and I'm on, so that's one of the reasons I had to get it off Instagram for Atlanta too, because I just, the, the algorithm is just feeding me pregnancy, pregnancy, pregnancy. And a lot of it now is very like holistic stuff. So it's, these women are like scare me because they're like, don't ask for this medicine. Don't ask for this medicine and blah. And I'm like, okay, okay. Um, but then in reality, like the majority of women use these methods and it's actually very calm and fine, but I'm not, I wasn't seeing a lot of that. So I'm just like, I was getting so scared all the time. And, um, our doctor, we haven't talked about our birth plan yet, but our doctor is probably going to think I'm crazy because it's like, I need an epidural, but I also don't want anything, uh, any other like interventions or anything. Cause I don't want this and I don't want this. And it's all things that I've probably seen or read on like Instagram. Honestly, I have like some books and stuff that I've actually done some like other research, but I think a majority is just like that kind of stuff. And I do try to only follow now, like RNs or actual OBGYNs and stuff. So I'm getting like legitimate information rather than like women with their anecdotes, but it's still so like, I don't know. I'm scared and it's coming up soon. And I mean, who knows? I could even go into labor early. I was early. Micah was early. Like it's possible. And this baby is, I'm pretty sure very big for my size. I don't know. This baby might be kind of big. So I might have to go early and I'm not ready. (laughs) There's so many factors. I mean, just the factor alone that you don't know what day it is that happen. That is enough. True. Even if you could plan like, okay, on June 1st, this is going to happen. If that variable was out of the way, it would still be so freaky because you don't know how painful it's going to be. You don't know how long it's going to be like, even just the day of, you don't even know it's going to be at, you know, 1am or is it going to be at uh, 5pm? So but we don't even know that. So it's just unknown. And like, I feel like you're probably like me and liking control a little bit and something that you can't control at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. There's so much advice and like information out there. And it's Mm -hmm. such, it's a great thing because you really can like choose the path that resonates most for you, but it can be so overwhelming. Oh yeah. And then you hear like, not only that, then you're getting opinions from your mom and your grandma and your aunt and your, your cousin who's already been through it or your sister-in-laws. These are all clearly very specific to my life (laughs) or like, I don't know, your like friend who had their baby in literally like 30 minutes because they didn't get the hospital. It's just so many, you hear all that and then they're all different. And then, (sighs) yeah, it's a lot at this point. Like you can do all Western, you can do all Eastern, you can Mm -hmm. do a middle ground. Like you really just can only like the only way forward, I feel like is just figuring out what resonates with you and what you feel good about and just having to like go with your gut and like intuition on it, which is hard when you haven't, like you said, done it before. So it's like, I don't know. I just, I don't want to be in pain. I'm such a weak human. Like I'm, I can't even get my blood drawn without having an episode. So you will get through it. You'll be on the other side and you'll be like, hell yeah. 
I did that. This baby came out of my freaking body. I'm amazing. Yeah. I like do try to watch like actual birth videos where they're putting the baby on their mom, the mom, and she's like crying. I'm like, okay, like that is what I'm absolutely looking forward to more than anything in this world. So I'm trying to like keep that in mind, but it's very hard. And especially when I'm having my own pains, just pregnant, I'm like, how am I like, I'll have like a I don't know, like a literal gas cramp and I am bent over because it hurts so bad. And I'm like, this is just a gas cramp. Like, how am I going to get through contractions? Like, it's going to be this times 10. What yeah. the heck do? Oh. Uh, well, what's crazy is the um, moment that you're describing of like holding your baby. I feel like that will just be so incredibly special because it was really scary and difficult. Oh, true. It's such a hard journey. Cause like I was talking about this with Bo and I was telling him my fears about being pregnant too. Cause I'm horrified about it. I'm super scared. Like it's one of my biggest fears to be pregnant, honestly. The pregnant uh, part or the actual delivery part? Both. both. Oh, yeah. okay. I just we should dig into that. <laughs> I know we should. I, yeah, I do want to hear about just what it's been like for you to be pregnant. I just, um, my main concern is nausea. Like I hate being nauseous. I get nauseous really easily. So I'm just, um, I'm so scared of being like nauseous 24 seven, but anyway, and I'm horrified about the labor. So I was yeah. talking to him about it and I was going to say like, you're so lucky you don't have to do any of that, you know, but then I was actually thinking about it and I'm like, honestly, I would still want to be me. I would still want to choose to carry the baby because I think that's such an honor to yeah. get to have that experience and have that connection with the baby to be like, oh my gosh, like you were in my belly. Like I got to go through this pain and suffering honestly to bring you into the world and it was such an honor like I would do it again you know and so whereas Bo it's like he doesn't get to have that you know like he just shows up and it's just like different it's so true <laughs> it's different well, you know what are you doing huh what are you doing over there <laughs> nothing exactly so that gave me chills that's so true Ugh. What has uh, your pregnancy been like? Like, were you nauseous at first or anything? Actually, no. So I was going to tell you, it's a, it's a strong possibility that won't happen. I I don't think, I mean, like even my mother and my aunt, I think my nanny, all of them have told me like they didn't have that either. Maybe it's kind of in the family. Um, I know like Hannah had it pretty bad. And some people have it pretty bad. I just got really bad acid reflux at the beginning, okay. Um, which weirdly kind of makes you feel like you're nauseous, but you never actually throw up. It like kind of comes up and then just stays there almost. Yeah. Like yes. And it feels like there's a pill stuck in your throat kind of. Well, that's how it did for me. And it's just like, Ooh. but um, I never threw up at all. Um, I was just so tired, which I think is like a pretty universal thing at the beginning. I had like a lot of random symptoms. Like my hair started growing really fast, like all my legs and stuff, but now it doesn't grow at all. Like it's patches. It's so weird. Whoa. It's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. There's just been like, my nails have been really nice. Like the normal things. It hasn't been like so crazy. Um, I did get like sciatica pain or like SI joint pain. We're not really sure which one really early on, which was rough. Cause when you like walk, 
every step on that one side. It hurts so bad. And then as I got bigger, my ribs started hurting so bad. Like they're hurting like now. So if I wear a bra for too long or if I'm sitting up for too long because I'm short, I think it's because I'm short and my stomach's so big, it's like pulling everything and they just hurt so bad. I just like, I just like have to lay like flat and then you can't really lay flat all the time because there's this like um, vein that you can cut off on the right side if you lay flat that can like make you lightheaded and stuff. Oh my which god, which has happened to me a couple of times. You're not helping my. Fear. I know. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I'm just it's like also like here and there. It's not like I don't constant. know. I I I complain about it every day. I complain about something probably every day, but I've like really enjoyed being pregnant. It's been okay. so. I feel like maybe it's because I have a purpose in something and I haven't had my job since last February. So a year and a couple months now, I haven't really worked. I mean, we, all these things are happening in in our lives. And this is like one thing that in a way, not that I can control it, but I'm doing, and I'm like successfully doing. So I think, and then also that, and then Micah is like, brings me things all the time and I get out of stuff all the time. And I, if I don't want to go take a walk, I don't have to take a walk because I'm like, I'm tired. I think that in conjunction with like, there is a true purpose of what I'm doing. I'm like liking it. I really am like, I could do this. I mean, I have to remind myself that on days where I'm like feeling really crappy, like yesterday I felt really, really crappy. Um, but there's days where I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm pregnant. I have a baby in here. And then you feel the baby kick and you're like, this is pretty cool. And you're like, okay, it's actually not that bad. And it's a cool experience to like go through. So keep that in mind. Okay, great. No, I do. I do think it is such a unique experience. I mean, that I do want to experience, you know, yeah, I think absolutely. it's so cool. You're getting to grow a human in your belly. I mean, that is bizarre. And a it miracle. Is. Like, how is this thing coming out? Like, I don't, I mean, I know how it's coming out, but like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we know. <laughs> like, how is it? How is he in there? And I can, I have felt at this point, I felt like the outlines of like his hands and his feet and like arms. And I'm like, that's a real being it's not just like little flutters like I'm feeling his actual like anatomy and it's crazy because I'm not that I mean I'm I'm big but I'm not like that big I'm like there's a full like almost a full-size baby in there I don't know it's it's mind-blowing I know it's like you just picture maybe like a little they say it's oh it's the size of a blueberry or whatever Mm -hmm. and eventually it becomes just a full baby in there you know (laughs) it has to come out and you're like what the heck (laughs) How is this in here? I've seen like people hold up their baby, like on Instagram and stuff, like, how was this child in me like last week? And it's like crazy. It's, it's crazy. What's something that surprised you about pregnancy or what's something that you didn't know before that you wish you would have known? Probably all the symptoms uh, that I didn't, I knew like some, but like, there's just been some that I'm like, like I'll have vagina pain, TMI maybe, but it's hard to have sex personally I know not everyone experiences that but it's not great for me um there's just pain yeah I get swollen very easily Ugh. it's just like it's just not good I haven't had an orgasm almost mm-hmm. the whole pregnancy I don't know if it's because I don't really know but when we first got pregnant I we had like had sex and I did and the contraction of like the orgasm was so intense and like painful that I thought I was having another miscarriage. Oh my and God. I literally, <laughs> this is not funny. I don't know why I just laughed, but like, I 
like thinking back, I'm like, it was fine. But, um, in the moment I cried and cried and cried and cried and cried. And I was like, I just lost this baby again. And yeah. So I think that there's like a mental component to it right now. I'm hoping because I hope it goes away. Like once we have the baby, but that makes sense because orgasms, I feel like are 80% mental yeah. times where you just yeah. have to. So your mind is just so absorbed with like your baby right now and taking care of it. Like totally. not having capacity to think about anything else really. Yeah. And at this point, it's been so long that I can't even get out of it. And where like, he's obviously fine and me having orgasms not going to miscarry him. Um, but now I'm like almost in the stage where I could be like, I could go into labor. Cause that like brings on labor. It's, I mean, that's one of the, like, Oh really? I that. Yeah. If you're like close enough, if your body's right, re- the thing is your body, I think has to be ready to go into labor. So it's like, is it the chick It's like chicken and the egg. Like is the, having the sex making you go into labor or are you already ready and you just happen right. to do it? So, but they do say like, if you want to induce labor, when you're near the time to have sex, there's other things too, but yeah. So now I'm like, now I'm like in the whole other realm. Like if I have sex, am I going to like make this baby come early? And I'm only 30 weeks. So yeah, now you just want to wait probably till yeah. it's till you're ready for the baby to come. Exactly. So I'm just, it hasn't been great. Our sex life, unfortunately, which kind of sucks because I was really, my sex drive was already kind of low, um, before we got pregnant and I was really hoping a lot of people, women are like, they get like, they get like extra, horny. Horny. yeah, <laughs> like more so in the tri- second trimester and stuff. And I didn't get any of that. And we were really both hoping like that would happen and it didn't. So I'm so sorry. That's, yeah. I listened to a podcast. It was Glennon Doyle. Do you know who that is? I don't think so. Okay. She just, one of my heroes, no big deal, but <laughs> um, <laughs> she has a podcast called we can do hard things. And they had a sex episode. And it was so helpful to me because they just talked about they. So they, it was this expert that was on and she interviewed thousands of people and everyone, no matter how little or how much they were having sex said that they feel like they should be having more sex. And they were talking about the societal pressure of this narrative that like, we should be having more sex. We should be having more sex. And it's like, we all feel that no matter if you're having sex, like every day or once a year. And instead of feeling that pressure, like just uh, recognizing, like, what do you want? Like, what do you personally want? What you as a couple want versus like, we feel all these shoulds and this external pressure. Uh, That's hard to, it's hard because you, you do feel that. And then if I'm like, not able to like perform or you know, whatever it is, I, I, it, there is like a guilt and he's always like there, you shouldn't be guilty. You don't feel like that. Like, it's okay. Like I'm okay. But then I'm, but I, I like want to do it for you and all this kind of stuff. So it's like hard. It's been hard. That's actually been a very, a very surprising thing in this pregnancy, like how hard it's been with our sex life and like my mental, my, my ability to like get over it and like, I don't know, not even just like the actual act of it, just getting over that it is okay that we're not doing it or because I do, I do like carry a lot of like guilt around it Um, because in my mind, I do want to do it, but my physical body does not want to like at all, <laughs> at all. Like I can't even like get myself to into the mood and I've tried like lots of different things, but uh, 
Yeah, no, that sounds super right. difficult. And yeah. I think the fact that you guys are opening up with each other and sharing how you're like, oh, I do, like, I feel guilty. Like that's, that is showing intimacy in your relationship yeah. that other people might not have. Like y'all have a deep emotional intimacy and that's huge. You know, that communication yeah. is, I mean, obviously the physical intimacy is really, really special, uh, but it's not, it's not what carries a relationship. I mean, if a couple only has that strong sexual connection and they don't have the communication, the emotional, you know, there's going to be issues <laughs> like, cause yeah. what's most important really is the companionship, the trust, like the friendship that you have with Micah. And so just like being proud so of true. your relationship for that and like yeah. not seeing it as it's unhealthy, you know, it's like seen as our relationship is healthy. We're just going through something right now. I mean, what if like a tragedy happened? Like what if someone died that's close to you? It's like, you wouldn't feel like true sex every week. Like, you know what I mean? Like you're going to be going into grieving and it's just like, you guys are just going through something right now that's really big and life-changing. And there's a lot of fears and thoughts that give yourself grace, you know, Ugh, maybe I should stop paying my therapist and we can just have these conversations. Oh <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> You're so true. I mean, that's so right. It's so right. It's hard. I mean, yes, I do try to keep like perspective into it, but sometimes it's just so hard. I'm just like, man, I was really just hoping. Yeah. There's a lot of expectations. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime my expectations are like somewhere and they're not met that it causes pain you know it just oh, yeah. like sucks so bad oh yeah <laughs> even if it's just like my birthday like expecting something great yes. like, and then it's like nothing really exciting happens and I'm just like damn it I feel really sad right now yes and it's so hard to not have expectations on like anything like and the the good thing about like Micah is he has almost zero expectations whereas I'm like I over expect it's insane and he's like you just have to st- stop having expectations then you won't be hurt all the time and I'm like huh but I can't <laughs> so- <laughs> sorry about that not gonna happen I'm sorry not sorry yeah, yeah it's so interesting because on one hand I want to lower my expectations but on the other hand I don't want to lower my expectations like I don't want to be like oh it's gonna be terrible and then I'm not disappointed when it's terrible it's like that doesn't sound fun I want to hope for the best right is it better to hope for the best and be let down or I don't know like what's the right way is there one probably not there's no right way we just vary with like people I feel like too like if you have you know have certain expectations on like your parents versus your friends versus your husband you know so then you have to kind of like balance all of that. And you're like, okay, who am I expecting this from someone today? Like, who is it? <laughs> you like, so have to true. Kind of- we'll never be able to please everyone because everyone has different expectations on us of who they think oh, we are true. and who they think we should be. And it's like all contradicting. Totally. Sometimes I'm like, this is why I like living like apart from family and fr- like, I, I'm almost in a way like being separated from people because I can. I can control it more and there's not this constant like pressure of people being like, this is how you should be. Or me like hiding certain parts about myself or what, if I'm just here with my husband who knows everything then I can just kind of live freely in a way. But if I'm like by my, my mom all the time or my family, I have to kind of like be a different way, which is 
sad and not, I know, I don't know. I just, it's more of a respect thing. I wouldn't say it's like sad, but like being in New York, like I could kind of do what I wanted, you know, within reason. And then, but when I would go to Arkansas, like, you know, you kind of have to like, I have to stop saying the F word. I have to start, you know, (laughs) stuff like that, you know? And it's just like, I totally get that. And sometimes it's more draining for me to go to Little Rock or Texas because I have to work to like put on a little front. Whereas like if I'm in LA, like in my space, I am energized by that environment. Yeah. And there's more to it. I think like you're with other people that you're not with all the time and you're not in your, like you said, not in your comfortable space. So it's, it's like a combo of all those things. You're just like exhausted. I think that's, what's so enticing about being in like LA and New York and stuff. You're kind of, so many people are like, they, they're starting over and they have their own groups of people that they've met as this kind of new person, I guess, or not new, but you know, kind of yeah. just like this freer person. So they have people who that's all they know, you know, whereas when you go back home, you're like, you're kind of expected to be the person that they think they know and that you've grown up as and all this stuff. So it is hard, but people like going to the, these big cities because they can kind of almost disappear in a way and, and like the best way possible. And I don't know, live how they want. It's so true. You get to be who you are. And a lot of times back home, you're frozen as your high school self. Yeah. Which is so silly because people change and evolve and, I don't think anyone would want to be frozen as their high school self. <laughs> like, you know, some people maybe, you know, that's but true. Honestly, people, people, know, people who have the glory days in high school, you know, yeah. that was not it was me. never me. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, never me. Couldn't yeah. be me. <laughs> well, actually I was thinking about that the other day, like, cause I would say I definitely struggle with being confident and like struggle with insecurities. And I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I feel like some of that is residual from high school, from oh. not being the cool girl, like the beautiful hot girl or whatever. And it's just like, damn, that stuff really sticks with you. It does. It, does. it really does. I totally understand. Yeah. It's <laughs> oh my crazy. Because yeah, I will on, on this note, I want to talk about your experience, like gaining weight during pregnancy. You posted on Instagram, a super beautiful, vulnerable you just shared your, your journey and experience. And I'd love for you to share on the podcast. Yeah. So it's been a long time that this has been going on. Obviously, I think the first time I shared that the first, one of the first times I've like ever really realized it was when I was 12 and someone pointed out that I had cellulite on the back of my legs, which is not something a 12 year old should be thinking about, first of all. And I became more aware of it. And from then it was always like, it just always like got to me. And I, I think I started hearing about what I was eating around then in junior high and stuff like that. And I have, I still have like such a long way to go, I think, because I I do not feel, I still do not, besides me being pregnant, I do not feel comfortable at all with, with myself. Um, and I think a lot of that too, is the last few years have been kind of crazy. I mean, I was on Adderall for like the last six years. So, and then when I got off of it to start getting pregnant, I, and I also had to keep in mind that like, I also have PCOS and I need to actually eat food knowing that I was going to have, that I was going to gain weight, which was really tough. It was really tough at first. Um, I significantly gained weight and it was really hard for me 
to like put my clothes on. I, I mean, clothes are such a huge thing in my life. And the fact that I couldn't like button pants and put certain things on anymore that I was so used to wearing. And it was really, that was really a challenge, but I had to keep in mind, like, okay, you needed to eat, (laughs) you need to eat stuff with nutrition because you're trying to have a child. You getting pregnant emphasized the um, level of care that you want to nurture your baby growing inside of you. And so it, as a result, it's caring for yourself as well. So it's like caring for your body more because you're giving this love to this baby's body growing in you. This actually has been something I've been thinking about a lot too, with like having kids and like having a boy first versus a girl. I was pretty disappointed finding out that we were having a boy first. Um, Cause it's like, I want, I don't, I don't want to speak for her when I feel like it's most women, women's dream to like have a girl first and have that like little mini me and get to, it's so much more fun to dress them up and blah, blah, blah. And um, even though all the moms who I've talked to have, who have boys first or only boys are obsessed. And so I'm looking forward to that. It took a while to get to that point, but it's something that I've been thinking about. Like, I don't know if I'm ready to have a daughter because of all the, the things that I have to work through with myself and not just weight, but just so many things that are so much easier to like pass down onto your daughter and project onto your daughter as a mother than like a son, which I know that those things could happen with like a little boy. Um, but it's just, there are things that are different. There are definitely things that are different, like the mother daughter relationship. So I almost like, it like makes me a little emotional being like the Lord who like really had me in mind. (laughs) He like really just knew what he was doing by giving me like the son first. And, um, because I don't think that mentally I am ready to bring a little girl into this world. So hopefully by the time I want to have the next one or the next one that I will be ready, but, or maybe it won't happen. You know, maybe it's just like, I need to break some of these like cycles and kind of, you know, repair my own things before or ever, you know, maybe I never will fully be able to do that. So maybe I'll never have, I don't know. These are all just theories of course, but, um, and feelings, but it's something that I think about a lot recently, like, okay, I think that this boy is going to be a very big blessing in my life. And, um, helping me like get over some stuff. And before I try to bring a daughter into this world. So just oh, some side that thoughts. is so beautiful. I love that Mary Claire, like that's really introspective and deep and self-aware. I mean, it reminds me of one, my mom always says, uh, God knows what we want more than we know what we want. And <sighs> I think that that is so true in so many ways. Like she, she always says it in reference to, her experience, uh, having kids, like she had me and then she couldn't have any more kids and went through fertility for seven years. And then she ended up adopting three kids. And it's like, she would have thought she wanted two kids, two years apart or whatever. And it's like, that's what she thought she wanted. And then now that she has two girls adopted from China, one boy adopted from Texas, one daughter that's seven years older than the, one of the oldest. Like, it's just so not what she had in mind, but she absolutely wants it and wouldn't want it any other way. And like, that's totally how you're already feeling about having this boy instead of a girl first. And it's like so perfect and personal to you. And it took a while to find that because I was, 
I really was not attached to this little boy for a long time. And I was just kind of disappointed. And then like, I don't know, I just, something switched and I was just like, okay, we actually, there's definitely more reasons than just this, that I'm having, (laughs) having a boy, like obviously, but I don't know. It just kind of, I thought about it one day and I was like, I don't know, maybe I was going through something. I've had some bad days, like mentally here and there in the last uh, seven months. Some days I'm just like, I don't get out of bed. I'm just like, so it's rough. It is rough. I mean, it really changes your, your mind on certain things. And you start thinking about dark things and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, at some point I just like, you know what, this boy is going to be a blessing. And this is probably why. That's incredible. I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to wanting one sex and getting the other and dealing with that disappointment because there's yeah, real a little bit of a grieving process because again, it's the expectations of like, I'm expecting a girl. I know it's a girl. And then yes. oh, it's a boy. It's like, what do I do with that? <laughs> Literally, what do I do with that? <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, boys, ew. Penis, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not that this is the same at all, but I will say Arrow is a boy and I am <laughs> loving having him as a boy. It really, Hilarious. it makes a difference. Like, it's a different energy. Like, yeah. he, if he was a girl dog, he would have a completely different energy and it's really I, true. I mean, that's a real thing, especially even with dogs. <laughs> yes. And I just love it. Like I love having a boy dog. Um, but yeah, I, you're going to totally, totally love it. Like, I feel like me and this baby already have some inside jokes. Like we'll like poke yeah. each other through the stomach and like things like that. Or like, he loves TikTok. Like I'm not even kidding. Um, he like moves so much when I'm on TikTok. But oh my God. Mike, cute. Yeah. But then when Micah plays him like Bach, which he loves, he will not move. So I'm Are just like, serious? I'm not even kidding. So I'm like, this baby and I already have a bond. He, he does doesn't like, like, he does not like Bach. He does not like, not like his dad. <laughs> like Michael put his hand on my stomach and apparently babies can, even in the womb. I mean, I just read this on one of my like expecting apps or whatever, that they can feel your hand, like the mother's hand. And it's, I'm assuming it's gotta be like size and maybe some temperature. But then when Micah puts his hand on my stomach, the baby will not move as much. So I'm like, this baby does not like his dad. <laughs> so it's, so I already feel like there's this little inside joke connection going on. You already have inside jokes. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. We're like me and him against Mike. <laughs> like, uh-uh. Then I also joke that like, I'm going to be the one, the, the odd man out because Mike is so smart. And I'm just like over here on TikTok all the time, like scrolling and Mike is like reading books. <laughs> <laughs> like this baby's going to be really smart and they're going to gig up on me. So it's all, it's fun to like speculate about all of it. And like, we'll see what happens. I mean, it'll be years before we'll know like for sure, like stuff like that, but. It's cool yeah. that you get to watch their personality form and yeah. characteristics of them. And there'll be so many things that you'll be able to pick out you and pick out Micah, but then there'll be things that so. are just your babies that maybe yeah. came out of nowhere. <laughs> You're like, wait, how did they get this? attribute yes and I feel like since I'm kind of was like I marched to my own drum a little bit growing up and probably even now honestly so I'm just like I'm excited to like kind of foster that and have this boy I'm always joking like this boy's gonna be an artist and like he's gonna do like dance and all this stuff and Mike is like (sighs) I guess you just have to let them try a bajillion things like they can yeah I think so ballet or football or whatever they want to do you know it could he could totally be anything that's so cool like really anything 
I know. Right. It is cool. And I do, I think I feel thankful for like my upbringing. Cause my mom was always like, let's put you in tennis and piano and art. I took art class forever, swimming, like dance. I did everything. And it really did help like kind of shape what I like and what I ended up going to do for work and all kinds of things. So I am very like thankful for that. We wasn't just like, she wants us to be tennis players. So we were going to be, ten- you know, she let us try what we wanted. And I took sewing glasses and scrapbooking class, like all kinds of things, you know, and it worked out. Like I know I'm creative and I'm doing fun things here and there and blah, blah, blah. So that is great. Well, I am so excited for you guys. I cannot Thanks. wait to meet your baby boy. As my nanny calls him, what's its name? Because he doesn't have a name. <laughs> I cannot wait to meet what's his name. <laughs> So cute. Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just sharing. You're so vulnerable and open. And thank you sure so much. So. We'll have to do a follow up. This baby's a month old. I'll bring him I, on the podcast. Please. I really, I think everyone would love to hear his little gurgling sounds. Yeah. <laughs> his little, who knows what he'll be doing. <laughs> maybe he'll get a laugh or something. Who knows? Tickle him. Maybe we'll get some a laugh or a gas <laughs> so yeah i'll hold him up a far perfect <laughs> he's alive got the yeti mic so that mic will pick that up it will oh gosh i'm in a lot of pain right now so <laughs> i'm gonna have to go lay down after this okay great yes please lay down get some rest this is a lot just- of stimulation 